Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. God damn it, you pronounced it wrong. It's Dylan Bain. Anyway, yes, welcome to News Fighters for today. It's Australia's funniest news podcast where we fight the news so you don't have to. Established 2019. Yes, welcome to the show. Finally, life is starting to return to normal in Australia as the coronavirus lockdowns start to ease. And... Not a minute too soon. Spirits have been high and indeed flowing for many Territorians who took the opportunity to get down to the pub the minute the clock struck midday. Oh, it's so good to be out of the home. No more tinnies on the couch in ISO. Hello, yes. Is this New Zealand? When can I immigrate? Four o'clock? Yep, perfect. See you then. And in another sign things are starting to return to normal, Aussie Breakfast Television is back to only covering inane rubbish. We love TikTok here. As we continue our International Big Day celebration. I'm a cat person oh, too. I'm a, I'm I was a, a cat person before I was a dog person. Uh, now so. tomorrow Big on the same. show you'll be attempting a world record with Hot Wheels. This is super exciting. And Sky News is back to spouting weird anti-PC stuff. We all know about the gingerbread man. What the hell is the genderbread person? Speaking of Sky News, I think they may have found a new After Dark conservative commentator. On Monday, Canadian musician Brian Adams was venting on social media about a string of cancelled shows he had coming up in London, England. He said that, and I'm quoting here, Thanks to some bat-eating, wet-market, animal-selling, virus-making, greedy bastards, the whole world is now on hold. So yes, if you're like me and you had Brian Adams having a racist Instagram meltdown on your 2020 prediction bingo card, congratulations, you win a free face mask. Yes, I hear his career is now living on a prayer. Oh no, wait, I think that's... Anyways, and of course, in one of the biggest signs things are starting to return to normal in Australia, 
is the government forgot how to count again. Today, a massive overestimation in the number of people receiving JobKeeper payments, the program to cost $60 billion less. An embarrassing admission from the federal government this afternoon that it got the maths wrong in its landmark JobKeeper program. And just like a school kid who got his math sums wrong, the government is also trying to basically use the dog ate my homework excuse. It seems that some 1,000 businesses have made an unintentional uh, reporting error uh, in their enrolments for the JobKeeper program. Yes, sorry, a 1,000 businesses did what? Instead of putting one employee in this box, they put 1,500. Of course, you know, we're, we we all get confused with numbers like that sometimes. It's a bit like uh, on your tax return when they ask you how many children you have and instead of writing one, you accidentally write 1,500. Remember doing that? We're, we're all guilty of that at least once. I mean, Boris Johnson especially because he, he can't remember how many children he has. So, yes, uh, turns out JobKeeper is going to cost $60 billion less than anticipated. But... Like Josh Frydenberg said. David, we had to draw the line somewhere. We have always said that the line had to be drawn. Again, we had to draw the line somewhere. Yes, the line has to be drawn somewhere. But $60 billion, $130 billion, $12.05, it doesn't matter. All that matters is the line absolutely excludes foreigners and arts workers. That is the most important thing. The government suddenly has $60 billion in its pocket it didn't know it had. This is good news for the taxpayer. But won't use it to include short-term casuals and entertainers left out of JobKeeper. Yes, continuing to deny welfare we can actually afford to people in need is good news for the taxpayer. Hey Josh, quick question. What would you call it if we sold off all our international foreign students as slaves to pay down the national debt? Good news for the Australian taxpayer. Okay. And how about if uh, we're allowed to hunt arts workers for sport? Good news for the Australian taxpayer. Oh, okay. And what would you say, Josh, finally, if we took an Australian taxpayer and gave them a Bible? Uh, Say a good news Bible. Good news for the Australian taxpayer. Okay, so this totally blows away the economic management credentials of the government. And thank God, Anthony Albanese is on hand to quickly capitalise on this massive stuff up. In America... They devote a rock formation to their presidents at Mount Rushmore. If they were going to devote a rock formation to this mob, it would be called the Bungle Bungles. Uh, Yeah, that got him. Good job, Albo. Also, speaking of uh, potential economic miscalculations, the official unemployment numbers came out last week, and uh, Chris Yulman on Nine made them sound pretty dire. Nearly 600,000 people lost their jobs between March and April, the largest monthly fall in history. Officially, unemployment jumped by a percentage point from 5.2 to 6.2%. And if those numbers sound pretty dire, well, they don't when they're read by the always upbeat ABC finance reporter, David Chow. The unemployment rate lifted to 6.2%, which was uh, actually much better than expected. I love that guy. He could announce an asteroid is about to hit Earth, but it's not so bad because it's not too asteroid. And that's Uh, actually much better than expected. Yeah, but David also outlined that the official unemployment numbers mm, aren't quite to be believed. The unemployment rate doesn't really reflect the true damage to the economy. I'll give you two examples why. Let's say you're on a job seeker payment from Centrelink. Uh, If you're not actively looking for work, but you have lost your job, the key is you're not actively looking for work. You're not counted as unemployed. And if you're receiving a job keeper payment because, let's say, uh, your employer stood you down and you're working zero hours, you're still 
still uh, technically counted as employed. Yes, and uh, also technically counted as employed. Anyone who made a cup of tea in the last month. Yes, things are bad, says the treasurer, Josh Frydenberg. But don't worry because things were supposedly great before all this happened. Now, Australians know that we have confronted this global pandemic, this economic shock, the size of which the country has never, ever seen before from a position of economic strength. This has only been possible because of the strength of our economic position when we entered the crisis. Uh, Yes, I'm sorry, you what now? Because I distinctly remember this being our economic position before the coronavirus and bushfires hit last year. Australia has now fallen into a per capita recession. A report released today has revealed without population growth, Australia would right now be in recession. Yes, we would have already been in a recession if it wasn't for the population growth from immigration. So, to assist the recovery, Labor, very smartly, has called for... Cuts to immigration? What? Christina Keneally wants temporary migration slashed after the COVID-19 crisis. Protect Aussie jobs by cutting migration. My view, Labor's view, is that Australians need a fair go and a first go at jobs. Okay, now is it just me or is having the senator with the American accent say we need to cut back on immigration? A bit like watching a bank robber walk out of a bank he's just robbed and announce, it is in my view we need to cut back on bank robberies from now on. Smart. Also, if you couldn't tell from that clip, uh, by all the loud dubstep music, that was from The Project, uh, where every story needs uh, loud dubstep music on it for some reason. And I can tell you what, I sure am glad that The Project wasn't on air when uh, September 11 happened. CNN is reporting tonight that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. Yeah, and thank God The Project wasn't on air during the Hindenburg disaster. Okay, okay, back to the economic fallout from the coronavirus, and there's an increasing fear that there could be a trade war between Australia and China already underway. Threats against Australian barley and beef exports are widely seen as retribution for Canberra demanding an independent inquiry into the origins of the coronavirus. Yes, so get ready in September for JobKeeper to be replaced with Beef and Barley Stewkeeper, your fortnightly ration of protein and fibre to get you through your employment search. Mmm, nutty. Yes, our relationship with China is getting so bad, they're even starting to treat us like a bad one-night stand. Beijing is refusing to return diplomatic calls made by Canberra amid growing trade tensions. Australia's trade minister struggling to get China to pick up the phone. China not answering Australia's calls? Who do they think they are? A podcast distributor? Newsfighters, now available for distribution. Looking ahead, this massive downturn is going to be bad for Australia's deficit. And with tax receipts already down by billions before much of the big spending kicked in, the deficit this year will break all records. And the government's budget is squeezed. More money goes out in unemployment benefits, while less comes in from company and income taxes. Yeah, the government is going to face a massive hole in tax revenue. So get ready for ScoMo to announce some massive tax cuts to plug that hole up right away. You know, it's a bit like if your boat's sinking, uh, you just plug the hole with water. Uh, And with incomes going down, look out property market. The country's biggest lender is warning house prices could plummet by almost a third. Oh no, housing prices going down by a third. Please stop. What will people do if they can almost afford housing? No, no, don't let it happen. It's a disaster, no. But with housing still unaffordable for the moment, um, 
All those thousands of people in Australia being denied welfare are having to queue up for charity food handouts. For five weeks, thousands of people from all over Sydney, many international students, have queued at Sydney's Marrickville Addison Road Community Centre for free food. With many lining up for charity meals in the big cities. A lot of them are obviously um, going hungry because they, you know, they're terrified of being homeless in this situation. So thankfully, the New South Wales government has finally announced a relief package for the thousands of stranded international students' landlords. The state government's announced a $20 million package to cover the rent for those living in approved student accommodation or homestay providers. But living expenses aren't covered. Yes, a relief package for stranded and starving international students that go straight to university housing landlords. I don't know about you. I was so sick of seeing all those starving landlords queuing up around the block for hot meals during this pandemic. Seriously, though, with so many people out there uh, suffering in the Australian economy, uh, thousands starving, unable to afford food uh, uh, or their rent, uh, it was good to see the uh, parliament uh, return last week and get back to doing what it does best. The federal government has introduced legislation today aimed at giving more power to Australian Border Force officers working inside Australia's immigration detention centres. The laws would allow searches of detainees and confiscation of phones. Yeah, the economy might be bad, but it's nowhere near as dangerous as refugees making TikTok dance videos. Oh, okay. what else did Parliament prioritise? Australian spies will be able to detain and question children as young as 14 under new laws introduced to Parliament. Legislation will also allow the Australian Security and Intelligence Organisation to place tracking devices on cars or in people's bags with only internal approval rather than a warrant. Yes, so it turns out the next COVID safe uh, app update is they just uh, put a tracking device in your handbag. And what's this? They want to detain 14-year-old terrorists. All my friends who are parents say the real age for being terrorists is two or three years old. I mean, they destroy everything in their path. And also, who the hell is being a terrorist at 14 years old? I mean, when I was 14, I was just making really bad knockoffs of arcade games on my computer at home and then recording really bad theme songs for said games. And, and yes, we have a clip. Alley Fighter 2. <laughs> Yes, that's an actual song I recorded when I was 14. And I'll tell you what, if ASIO has its way, they're going to be having a lot of us singing this other song I did when I was 14. I get arrested. 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 Yes, and you can find those classic songs on Spotify and Bandcamp under my band name, The Travel Tens. So yes, in conclusion, the economy is screwed. Both sides of politics are embracing xenophobia. Thousands of unemployed people in Australia are lining up for food. Brian Adams had a racist Instagram meltdown and the government found $60 billion down the back of the couch due to its own bad accounting, but is not going to share it with anyone. But hey, this is Australia. And deep down, none of us care about any of that stuff because thank God the pubs are about to reopen. No more tinnies on the couch in ISO. Okay, that's News Fighters for today, May 24th, 2020. It was written and presented by me, Dylan Bain. Please, if you haven't already, continue to support your local charities helping feed those in need at the moment. The links are in the show notes. Food Bank, Meals on Wheels, the Addison Road Food Pantry, the Asylum Seeker Resource Centres, and many others. Um, thanks for listening. Um, News Fighters uh, is going to continue putting out new episodes throughout the year, but a little less frequently while I figure out what the hell I'm going to do with this bloody show. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Remember, wash your hands, keep fighting, and uh, bye for now. This 
is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. 